Welcome. You've splash landed into this Prosecco-laden podcast, straight into the woo-woo pool with the crew of OMG. We're just a simple group of tragically imperfect and highly empathic BFFs, exploring a wide range of atypical topics with humor, grace, and curiosity. This is OMG. All right, everybody, welcome to another episode. You're here with the Woo Crew, and today we're going to delve into the past. But join us here live from the Piedmont Triad. You're listening to OMG, the podcast. Welcome back, y'all. We are going to be talking about the past, but in the present right now, we are missing two of our comrades, Chandra and Allie. They had things come up and prior obligations. So we miss you guys and love you guys. And Absolutely. we'll be back with the next episode. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So again, the topic is past lives. And we're going to delve a little bit into that. But first, I'd like to kind of go around this little round robin circle and ask everyone, what do you think happens when we die? And I'm going to start out. I've had a lot of learning since I moved here to the triad area about six years ago. And I'm no longer caught up in any religious dogma. But here is what I think happens when we expire, when we move from the earth plane into another plane. I personally believe that we have something of a life review where one of our guides, or you could even call it God if you're so inclined, stand beside us with their arm around us and we look into a globe or a computer screen. Just imagine it how you will. And we have a review of everything we've ever done in life. And I do believe that there's a big highlighter pin on the things that we've done that have hurt others, that have hurt ourselves, that have maybe made a butterfly effect or a ripple in the lives of all the lives around us, including our own. And we absorb those lessons and we are given time to decide, do we want to go back to the earth plane in another body slash soul? surrounded by different people and try to make a difference and try to overcome things that we were not able to overcome in this past lifetime. For some reason, that resonates with me. It feels right. And I think for the most part, I would probably guess to say 80% of the time, we choose to go back. Mm -hmm. And there are days on this earth plane where I could never choose to go back. Mm -hmm. (laughs) However, I don't know what awaits us on the other side. I am not caught up in any biblical stuff about going to the pearly gates of heaven. I think the life that we see at the end of the tunnel is probably some kind of brain physiology response. But I do believe also that we pull in some of the same souls from lifetime to lifetime. Maybe you're your mother's daughter in one lifetime and you're the husband in the next lifetime or the sister or the brother in the next lifetime. And we all do these incredible dances with the souls of others. and. It happens until we get to that ultimate lesson and we go to the light, never to return to the earth plane. And maybe take a drink of your beverage right now. I know that's a lot to process. Cheers. Beautiful. Cheers. Cheers. This is what I believe and this is what I hope for. One thing that does come up a lot when we talk about different lives is what about the person that takes their own life? What about the person like an Adolf Hitler or other unnamed people that do so much damage to the lives of others on the earth plane? I think that they have a very intense life review and sometimes they have to hang out a little more 
or maybe go back to human school or spirit school to fully realize and even maybe compensate for what they did. But anyway, that's just my opinion, but I'd love to hear what everyone else thinks about this. But what if everybody came here with that with a purpose? And what if Hitler's purpose was to teach something? To open our eyes to mm-hmm. the evils of genocide yeah. and other things. So maybe he and, fulfilled his life purpose, even though to us it looks bad or wrong or... And I think yeah. sometimes it may talk to people how they will follow, in some sense, a Pied Piper, somebody yeah. who's charismatic. Yes. And I mean, apparently, I've not done a lot of research, but people say he was very charismatic. Mm-hmm. And sometimes Absolutely. that's a, a danger of not thinking for yourself and being led. Maybe that was a lesson. Being a follower is easier on this earth plane. I think we'll all agree to that. For sure. It takes a lot of confidence to stand up and say what you believe. But I think it's so ingrained to go, okay, what do people think of you? And it's like when you try to leap at that, it's it's a hard, hard process. I mean, even within yourself, you might be like, oh, what do I think of myself? You're like, well, okay, different story. (laughs) And if you grow up in a church or an institution like that, if you don't, fall into line, you're an outcast. Yeah. And that's a hard way to live on this plane. Or you live in a place where there are a bunch of different faiths around you and it's like, oh, which line do you fall into? Which God is right. Right. I mean, back to Camille's point, like I, this is Aaron, you know, I grew up in a Methodist church and so it was very much like you get saved, quote unquote, which is to ask Jesus to come live in your heart and then you you know, live out your life and you try to do the best you can while you're here. And then you pass on and go to heaven or whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. Unless you've just sinned some abysmal way and then you go to hell, which never made like none of that ever fit with me. Like that narrative just didn't click or make sense. And it still doesn't. Either way, it's mission complete. And that's the part that always bothered me. Exactly. Right. right? It's always a balance, you know? Yeah. It's, I would love to meet the person who lived their life, you know, perfectly and, you know, been nice, but I'm like, is that, possible there's always the balance the good the bad the light the dark and sometimes you may have to be the person who hurts somebody so drastically whether it's like with your words and you said something Mm -hmm. and it impacts you so deeply that you change right right Right. yeah for sure i think i'm still kind of developing my perspective on what i think happens and i'm very open to like listening to other folks and like what they believe and what they think happens after you know this life is over but i think being an earth school is very difficult but enjoyable and rewarding, but I, I don't think it's something I would like choose to do again necessarily. Mm-hmm. Um, and well, so that's what you think now. That's true. As right at 29, that's what I think now. And so I personally, I think believe in like reincarnation. I think mm-hmm. that um, there is sort of like what Camille says, you know, this sort of, I don't know, intervention meeting, whatever, where, you know, you kind of do like a review and analysis of everything that you learned or accomplished or did here and lessons to take with you into your next life or next existence. Mm-hmm. And maybe you're a spirit guide to someone. Maybe you come back to the earth plane, but in, in a different vehicle instead of a human body or whatever. Um, there was uh, the other day at teach middle school, those of you who have been listening for a while, and there was a spider in my classroom. And of course the kids were kill it, kill it. I'm like, no, no, no. And the social studies teacher, she and I are, are alike in a lot of ways. 
And she was like, no, don't touch it. And so she like went and got a piece of paper and scooped it up. And she was like, for all we know, that could be somebody's grandma. <laughs> and so she, and I was just like, you're exactly right, Sarah. Watch the kid I, kid's eyes go, ah. And right. And like, what? <laughs> grandma spider. And I'm like, oh, the poor grandma that ended up in a middle school as a spider. You know? <laughs> the poor parent that had to listen to the questions that night. Uh, oh, I'm sure. Right. Miss Beesingers had that. And a spider was like Grandma Gertrude. And it was so random. But that's kind of what I think. I think you come back with the lessons that you've learned and, and things you've accomplished and whatever in your previous life and sort of get to apply those in the next existence, whether that's on a different plane or as a different being or guide or for the benefit of yourself, your soul and mankind. Yeah, for sure. For the greater good of everyone. Yeah. So this is Brenda and we're going to take a short break. And when we come back, I'm going to give my input on what I think happens um, as a medium and from what I've seen. So let's take a short break, and we'll be right back to discuss this further. All right. Cue that Twilight Zone music. (laughs) Hi, this is Chandra. Brenda and I would like to invite you as part of our podcast community to join us on either Facebook or Instagram Live each Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern U.S. time, where we give free oracle readings for fans of the show. Just follow us on our OMG podcast, Facebook, or Instagram page. You can post or DM us your questions there each week with the hashtag WooWooWisdom, and then tune in at 11 a.m. each Friday on our page to watch your free reading. If you can't join us live, don't worry. You can always catch it on the replay. This is just our way of saying thank you for being part of our WooWoo family. Hope to see you this Friday. All right. Welcome back, everybody. So I, this is Brenda again. I wanted to share a little bit about what I think about what happens. I agree with Camille a lot because I think that is true for me as well. My belief of the afterlife. I think we have like school to go to over there as well. And one reason that I have that belief is because uh, my grandfather, when he passed away, this has probably been, I want to say it's been like 20, close to 20 years ago. I used to have dreams about him. He would come to me in my dream and he would tell me that he loved me. And then the last dream that he was, that uh, he came to me, he told me, he's like, I am not going to be back around for a while. He's like, I have to go do something. He said, but know that I love you. And then I didn't dream about him for almost 20 years. And then I had a dream about him recently. And in that dream, he was helping a mentally handicapped person it was like a hospital setting. He was helping this men- mentally handicapped person find their way back. Mm. And to me, it was like a dream. I felt like he had gone to school to help spirits cross over. And he was helping mentally handicapped people to cross over because of the confusion that can happen yeah. in the human body mm-hmm. when you the cross stigma. over in that. Well, when you're in that mental state of not being completely um, in your own mind, when there's confusion in the in the brain, yeah, I think a lot of souls don't necessarily cross over quickly. Mm. So I feel like he's there to be like an escort. Mm-hmm. So I think you know a lot of things can happen on yeah. the other side in that other dimension of of life. And his wife, if this is the same grandfather, his wife was physically handicapped, right? She was mm-hmm. in the end because of yeah, right, right, okay. And then she also had a handicapped brother, right? Who my daughter and I helped cross over, who yeah. had been stuck here for years on not able to go to the Mm -hmm. light and we helped him cross over. I've done that recently with some spirits. So I think a lot of things can happen after we die. Oh yeah. I don't know about you guys. It's, I don't really have an issue so much that 
one day I will die because everything dies and be, is mm-hmm. to be reborn again. Right. And, you know, I'm really not afraid of the afterlife or, you know, where I go to next because it's just a part of my journey. I'm a little more concerned about how I will die. And that's mm-hmm. the part that freaks me out a little sure. bit. And, you know, I'm like, I don't really want to think about. Very so, common. Very you know, common. I'm like, that uncertainty I want to die at an old, old age. In your in sleep. sleep. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and, uh, you know, I just kind of don't think about that part. But it's right. it's always, I like that idea that there's someone, something, some being, the universe there to support you through that process, which makes it going, okay, well, you know, I don't know how I'll die, but when I do something will be there to support you. Yeah. And I also think that, you know, once you get into that state of you're in the dying state of being, you're sick or something's happening, your soul can actually leave your body and go do things. Oh, yeah. Because mm-hmm. I've had that experience. Astral with travelish. My grandmother. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In her, you know, hours before she passed away, she came to visit me. So look at it as more of a time to just go say hi to people. Exactly. <laughs> and just go, hey. And what up? a wonderful thing that is. Oh, no, right? Really. Yeah. What mm-hmm. a freeing thing. Mm-hmm. So I think we need to talk about our past life experiences. I don't know who, will. I've got a long story, y'all. So I'm going to save mine to the end. Okay. I think so, this is definitely a few part episode because I know we've all had some sure. crazy number of experiences. So who wants to start? I mean, Rosalie's had a really crazy experience, but I don't know if she's ready to share that on the podcast. How you feeling, Ro? Good, good. So I think I did some hypnotherapy and... During that hypnotherapy, I mean, I've always have believed in a past life thing, and then we do come back. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though, you know, growing up Catholic, that was no, no, no. Oh, but yeah. um, anyway, deep down inside, I've believed it because, you know, when you have those deja vu moments, like, wait a minute, I've done this before kind of thing. Mm-hmm. There must be a reason for that. So anyway, um, I recently did a past life regression and uh, or, or hypnosis thing to figure out because I have a, I had a fear, a claustrophobic. Okay. And deathly afraid of the dentist and, and just being completely not in control. Boxed in. Boxed in. So you won't even sit in the middle seat of the back seat of a vehicle. I've no. been there with you. Yeah. It's a no-no for yeah. you. Pe- several people here have witnessed me having a panic, like, oh my God, I can't sit here. I need out. So anyway, I did some hypnotherapy to deal with this. And in the past lives, I was buried alive. I was burned at the stake and actually just you know, saw this in this hypnotic state that I was in. I mean, it was like I was awake, but I was experiencing all this stuff and put to the point where I was in tears. But it was kind of like an auto body. I was watching it happen. It's kind of like I really didn't see all the images like you would see a movie kind of thing. It was just like, oh my God, she's burning, she's in pain. But I was referring to myself. Yeah. Yeah, that kind of disassociation. It was like a help you disassociating, right. to, I guess, to help process it. But like, oh my God, her hands are tied. She can't move. She's in pain. She's in pain. Oh my God, she's burning. And I was like, that was me wow. kind of thing. And it's pretty deep. It was pretty deep and profound. And I, but I mean, I was literally tears. My eyes were closed, but tears were just rolling down my face kind of thing. And it was just wild. And then another experience and that whole thing of seeing myself get burned at one point. I was in this dark, dark cave, and I don't know if I was locked in a, in a tomb, and I was like the human sacrifice in this tomb or whatever, but you know, I was encouraged to go explore this cave, but I knew there's something very bad back here. I can't go any further, and I was petrified, so it was number one, it was completely dark, and where you total sense deprivation, where you couldn't even see your hand in front of face, you could touch your face, but you couldn't right. see anything kind of thing. 
but I knew that, no, I can't go any further. So the therapist brought me back out. She says, okay, you know, you feel this is not really safe. So I never got to explore that past life kind of thing. But anyway, she backed me back out. She says, let's go somewhere else. So, you know, it's crazy. So, but the door was open. And the that door was is open. the key on yes. this earth plane. Go and ahead. I think uh, we should make a PSA. None of us are medical professionals. No. So if you're <laughs> dealing with anything, strongly, strongly recommend you seek out medical professional or therapist, you know, we're just here to help. share our yeah, just, you know, know, really. just sharing our experiences. I've never gone under hypnosis before and this was actually virtual and I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. well, I'm interested. Yeah, fine. You know, but it actually mm-hmm. helped me. Yep. You yeah. know, I was fortunate, you know, everything went great smoothly and I can get in an elevator now. Wow. Uh, haven't gotten can. over the height thing, but I can, mm-hmm. you know, get in, you know, an elevator and go up several flights of stairs, you know, in, in high rise well, you know, places I mean, and situations. You're, you're probably peeling a layer off. Yes. So as you heal mm-hmm. that layer, then there'll be another layer that you can work on healing, maybe mm-hmm. to help with the heights or something. We're like or, onions, y'all. And it's always layers good to and layers. Have, you know, a guide here on the human plane to right. help you process. Correct. So yeah, that. I did it with a, a therapist that was very well equipped to do this. And yeah. And she's actually been a guest with us before. Mm-hmm. She yes. helped me a lot with, you know, grief issues. And she's a hypnotherapist. I will give her a little shout out, Miss mm-hmm. Ellie McFalls. Yes, yes, thank you. We Ms. love Ellie. you, Ellie. Yes. Absolutely. And Brenda's helped me tremendously mm-hmm. with her energy work and yes. her mediumship. And yeah, so a couple of shout outs there. It's it's all helpful. And you yeah. use the tools that you have. Oh, Alex? Yeah. Had quite a few past lives that I've been told about, which is very exciting. But um I will start with just a few. <laughs> um, so to follow up on what Cam said about Brenda doing energy work and mediumship, this one's a little bit heavier. I've been having some issues with my eyes and, you know, just some general things. And there was one time where I was having this heaviness in my heart. Again, not medical professionals. Please go seek help if you need it. <laughs> Huge PSA. But I had seen it, Brenda um, one-on-one for one session, and then a lot of the people here worked on me for one. So the first one I want to talk about was <laughs> Brenda had pulled this huge, black, slimy plug out of my heart. And guys, when I tell you I felt it, I felt it. But I think she went on to tell me about a past life. I think it was in the Midwest. And I was a mom. I had two kids and my husband, and I lost them all in a fire. And then she kind of saw my past self giving me my two kids back. Mm. So that was really, it was tragic and sad, you know, to go on in life on your own. But it was kind of an uplifting moment saying, hey, you're going to get this chance again, which was a kind of a sweet thing to heal the past, myself in the past, but also like know that there's a promise for the future. And then another thing when they were healing, working on my eyes came up with Brenda. I think you again, you saw me at a table. It was in, correct me if I'm wrong, Eastern Europe. Yeah, it was like medieval kind of times or like way, way back then. Mm -hmm. And um, apparently I was blind. We think my name was Anastasia, Anastasia, something something along that line. And um, my parents had passed away. And, you know, as a blind woman, I was at this kitchen table. and As a woman, even. Mm -hmm. At the mercy of many things. Um, And I was raped Mm -hmm. and killed which you know is kind of you're like how do you process that trauma 
It didn't right. happen to me in this life, but you carry it forward. And it's mm-hmm. like, okay, just sending myself some love moving forward. And it's like, I don't have to go through my life, this life with fear of that. Right. We've learned something. We're healing. It's fine. So that's a little bit of a heavier one. But it's still exciting to learn about the past. It's still a learning lesson, even if I don't consciously remember it all the time. But the way of like healing your current self, Mm -hmm. you know, your eye problems now probably are part of that lifetime. So if if you can help heal her who you were then, then it'll help heal you now. Which would be nice because I did find out it's genetic. So yeah. And milder version of what you must overcome. Yeah. Yeah. Which is fine. And exactly. Uh, this Rosalie here, what it brings in the whole genetics DNA thing. Mm-hmm. Do we store these memories in our DNA? Right. Oh, you for sure. And you know that you know that's another wow question. You know the trauma. Do we store that trauma in our DNA and bring it forward? I mean, that's a fun rabbit hole to go down. Yes, yeah, if you appear in a different part of the world and mm-hmm. do different podcast thing. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, um, that would be interesting. And this is Alexander Gunn, but I want to share one more lifetime with you guys if that's cool. Um, and this was a medium I met in California. He was awesome. He told me quite a few lives, which I'm sure we'll talk about in other episodes. But I've always had this respect, like a distant respect. Not that my respect is distant, but like a distancing (laughs) from ancient Egypt and a fascination with it. And this just deeply profound respect for it. Like, hey, you know, don't fuck with things you don't know. Right. Um, Pandora's box. So, Mm -hmm. uh, which fun fact for people, um, I studied art history. Books of the dead are not grimoires. They're not spell things. (laughs) Books of the dead were what families would commission for their deceased family member to take with them for their weighing of the heart with Anubis. So it was just like, hey, this is what we want them to go, that their heart is as light as a feather and that they'll be fine. Uh, Just a fun fact. But um, I found out from him I was a high priestess in ancient Egypt. And I was down by a riverbank, probably the Nile, knowing some of the, the geography. And um, it was completely accidental, but I fell in somehow and I drowned. And there was a maw. And if people don't know, Egyptians revered cats and maws. And maws were known to predict the future and potentially bring somebody back if they so chose to. And I guess a maw was uh, around and decided to bring me back. And I came back to lead my people and help them as in the function of a high priestess and really exhibited a lot of magical, you know, supernatural powers. So that's really fun. And I hope to explore that more because I know in a spirit circle, Brent was like, um, I see a sphinx in this circle. Yeah. (laughs) Next to you. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And then I think we saw an asp another time, which so fun things. People, you know, it's not all. We see the Egyptian eye a lot. Yeah. You know, I heard this joke recently that the reason that we can see the pyramids in Egypt is because the British couldn't lift them to bring to a museum. (laughs) (laughs) So we relate to what we know. (laughs) And on that note. (laughs) Erin, do you want to share something? Yeah. So I don't have as much to share because I'm just not like I haven't been made aware of too many past lives. There are like dreams that I will have where it's like, um, as I'm dreaming, it's an experience that I know that I've had before. Mm-hmm. And I will look down or kind of like pan over in the dream and I have completely different hands from my own. So they're either a different color or there's been like a, like a feminine hand with like red nails before experiencing something like totally out of the ordinary. And I, um, drunkenly one night was with some friends and Christian. You were drinking? I, I, 
Rush? I know. When you said Rush Hands, I thought, oh, he played piano in a whorehouse. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out Elton John. Okay, I'm um, But yes, I uh, was telling this story and I was like, you know, like whatever you, it, it was, I don't remember the context of the conversation, but we were trying to talk about something that's like common that everyone mm-hmm. experiences. And I was like, you know, like when you like dream about like a specific, very specific situation that you know you lived through before. And like you look around and you like see that you're physically in a different body. Like you have different hands and like everyone was so quiet and like transfixed in what I was saying. You know? And they were like, that's never happened to me. And you're I was like, like, oh, okay. Um, my, <laughs> woo, my woo card is showing. So I'll just put that away. So anyways, those are, are different examples. But one specifically that happened um, in a spirit circle in the last year or so, I got this strong, intense smell of like wood burning smoke. And this like visualization of me again, kind of like a dream sequence, but like I was in a completely different body, very tall and muscular and like masculine woodsy type man. Just Uh, like he is now, y'all. Of course. (laughs) Like lumberjack vibes for sure. And it was like in the woods completely alone. It was winter. It was very cold. um, And I could like smell like wood burning and, uh, and and feel like the sensation of like snow hitting my skin. And so when we talked about it later, they're like, oh, it must be a past life. Da, da, da. And so thinking about this now, we um, had a conversation on a recent episode about books about Walden really mm-hmm. like yeah. resonating with me and like being in the woods and mm-hmm. connecting with nature. And I feel like maybe that was related to that lifetime, whatever that was like being, you know, really solitary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like definitely in solitude. Mm-hmm. So those are, you know, it's very short, but that's kind of what I have to offer. Brenda, I know you definitely have. Oh, I do. Lord, I mean, a laundry list of lifetimes. <laughs> well, I have a really interesting one that has come up recently. Well, it's like been confirmed recently. Okay. Oh, cool. So let's go back years, y'all. Years. <laughs> and I'm going to give a shout out to Melissa Sparrow. She's going to be a guest on a future episode and I can't wait to have her on, but probably... 20 plus years ago, whenever I first started going to like this group gathering of woo-woo people and we did a meditation of like, go to a place where you, you know, you feel safe and comfortable and whatever it was visualization. So I saw myself, well, I believe it was myself standing on these cliffs overlooking the ocean, like high up over the ocean. And I felt like it was Ireland or Scotland. It was like the Moors kind of Cliffs of Moors. Yeah. And the wind was blowing in my hair. I had this beautiful, long red mm-hmm. hair. I've always felt like a redhead, y'all. Mm-hmm. And I was wearing this long pink dress. And so I've I've had that whenever I would go back to a place to meditate. So this has been like 20 plus years mm-hmm. ago, right? And then I did a past life regression with someone, I don't know, 15 plus years ago. It was this man at this random house out in Pleasant Garden, North Carolina, y'all. I feel like that's the start of a horror story. I know, right? (laughs) So he was somebody who was traveling through like the spiritual community and he was just in town to do like this talk and then he offered sessions. So I did a past life regression with him and my two older daughters were there and Emma got one as well. But Emma and Colleen were there with me and we're sitting in this room together, which is kind of weird. And I'm laying on a table. And I saw myself as um, the daughter of a slave owner living on a plantation in somewhere in the South. And I remember in that past life regression that I was trying to help the slaves escape. And I was very angry about slavery, but I don't remember a whole lot of details about it. Like what I look like. I just know I was female. I was the daughter of the slave owner. And so I had those experiences. Then y'all, 
I was listening to a podcast about a month or so ago with Melissa Sparrow was in the podcast, um, a psychic story. If you haven't listened to the podcast, it's an awesome one. She has guests on and they tell their personal experiences and it's just really good. Shameless promo. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> but she had this lady on Melissa Sparrow and she does Akashic reading, mm-hmm. um, Akashic records readings. Oh, quick pause. Do you want to explain what Akashic records are for people who may not know? Akashic records are like the stories of your soul, all your incarnations and everywhere you've ever been. Yeah. So we all have our own little record. And um, so anyway, I was listening to her talk on the show and she was talking about meeting herself in a past life. And she said that she was in Ireland standing on the cliffs and she had long red hair. She does in this lifetime as well. But she was wearing this emerald green dress and green is her favorite color and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh my God, (laughs) that is so weird. Like I've got to have a session with this woman because I just feel this immediate connection Mm -hmm. with her. So fast forward, I had a session with her about two weeks ago and turns out we were in that lifetime together. We were living in this little community of women and kind of protecting and helping each other. And we were in Ireland. My daughter, Colleen, was in that lifetime with us. And uh, she told me, she's like, yeah, your dress is different from mine. She was like, it's like antebellum. And you have like these ribbons. And she's like, you came from Georgia. Mm. And your father was abusive. He owned a plantation. He was abusive. And he used to beat the slaves and you and you hated it. And as soon as he died, you got as far away from that as you could. Wow. And I was like, oh my God, my mind has been gone. Yeah. That's like, a confirmation. Two yeah. Things. Two things from such a long time mm-hmm. ago. So then oh, I was talking with Colleen because, you know, Irish music comes on and that child, when she was little, she would start doing the Irish dance. What's it called? Like from, the river, and, uh, like from the river dance kind of dancing. I'll think of the name eventually. Yeah. She used to do that and she had not been exposed to that ever. And her little legs would just start doing it as soon as the music came on. Which if you guys have never <laughs> seen that, go check out Riverdance on YouTube. I mean, check out. The only way I know how to describe it is traditional Irish dancing. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, It's quite, quite beautiful. It is. It's really mm-hmm. cool. So anyway, so she was in that lifetime with all of us. And she said that people used to say we look like sisters and they thought we were sisters because we look so much alike. And I was like, Yes, because whenever I look at her picture now, it's like I could totally see from what I saw in my vision that we looked a lot alike. So I know this is skipping around a lot, but it is all interconnected. So Colleen, when she was in sixth grade, she came home from school and she and I were sitting and talking in my bedroom because they had been learning about slavery at school. Mm -hmm. And she was just heartbroken. They had watched some movies. She said, I was sitting there and I was crying. I was looking around. Nobody else was crying. She was like, why weren't they crying? She said it was awful. And she, I mean, she is an empath. She felt it in her soul and spirit. And as she's talking, I see the face of an African man. You can tell that, and it's just the head. That's all I see. But it formed on the wall behind her. And you can see kind of the Afro hair, the wide nose, like a bushy beard kind of thing. And I'm like, what the heck is that? (laughs) So a couple of weeks after that, that face appeared to me again whenever I was in my car by myself. It came straight up to the windshield, like came up to oh, in front of my wow. face. Was it still just the head? Just the head. And That's it's a bit freaky if you're not used to seeing things. Right. And that was kind of at the beginning of my, you know, starting to see things again. 
but it was like white. It was like the outline mm-hmm. of it. And you could tell the features, but it was all in white. So I woke up this morning, y'all, and I was having, like, I, I woke up thinking about this lifetime, not this lifetime, but you right. know, that lifetime. And I thought about Colleen and us being in that lifetime together and that face coming forward whenever she's talking about it. And I'm like, that was her father. Mm. I believe that he was my like lover or whatever. And we had this child together and that's why I took my daughter to escape. Mm -hmm. And he was probably killed because of it. And I talked to Colleen right before we started the show because I talked to her about this this morning. I was like, she was like, that's crazy, but it resonates. And she said, I feel that. And she sent me a message a little while ago before we started recording. And she was like, I feel like he's here today. So I'm like, that is so crazy how after all these years and all those little pieces and how they've come together now. It's really weird. That's like incredible and such an interesting story. And the the second that you started talking, I got this like lyric in my head and it kept like it kept replaying throughout you talking about like the antebellum era and like even through like you being in Ireland and like escaping and it's a Taylor Swift lyric. And I just mm-hmm. kept hearing Lena, Lena, Lena. And everyone knows I'm a Swifty. But Lena, <laughs> Brenda's youngest daughter, is really a Swifty. And she has this, while you were talking, I kept thinking about the same lyric. But I pictured like this woman in a dress with long hair standing on a cliff. And the lyric for Taylor Swift is, I stood on the cliffside screaming, give me a reason. Oh my God. I don't know what it's about, but it's... I felt that in my soul. Did you? Yeah. I felt like I wanted to go throw up. You know what? Well, don't do that here. No. that I'm so glad you said that. We have so many more episodes to do about this. Because sure. when I was introduced to astrology mm. and other very powerful things, I got physically ill. Mm. I pulled over on one of the busiest highways in Houston, Texas when I was at age 16 and puked my guts out after hearing one of the first truths of my life. So physical symptoms are definitely a part of this. Well, it's interesting because we, like we've talked about before, how we think that we have past life connections Mm -hmm. of some sort. Yeah. We pull each other in. Definitely. And when a a friend of mine recently, shout out Felicia, um, got married, but she, um, for her, I'm not bright bachelorette weekend. I unfortunately caught the vid, the coronavirus, and was not able to go. However, she's obsessed with Taylor Swift and each of them had different Taylor Swift shirts. And so I had one that I got after the fact, but wasn't able to go and attend and wear. But that was my quote was <gasps> stood on the cliffside screaming, give me a reason. I and love this. Everyone Whoa. else was like a, a lovey dovey sort of like, you know, um, shake it off or champagne right. or whatever, like, re- you know, very upbeat and whatever. And mine was like, that was the quote that I, that just came to me randomly. And I said, put on, that's what I want on my shirt. Yeah. So it's interesting. This is Y'all. just crazy. I don't even know what to say. I don't either. And you know, that blows my mind a little bit. I was saying that, you know, next time we talk about this conversation, I think it'd be kind of cool if we lead our audience through a visualization meditation as we go through it too. So it's absolutely do something. Yeah. Um, And if you guys have any totally crazy or cool or fun, or maybe not so things you got to process from past life and you want to share it with us, let us know. I know you've got a group full of people here who are, happy to support you in your health and healing and or exploration. It's just a lot of fun. 
Uh, we're going to continue this without a doubt. And thank you for staying with us, even if you don't necessarily agree with us and this doesn't really resonate with you. You just never know. And we thank you for hanging in there, listening to the dogs bark and snore because we are doggy people. And we're going to keep sharing. And thanks for joining us. Love you all. We appreciate yeah. you so much. Thanks for being here. Love you guys. Thank you guys. See you next now. time. Bye. Bye all. Thank you for joining us today. Please follow and subscribe to our podcast on Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts and leave a review. It's so easy to do and such a huge help for us. We appreciate your interactions so much. Want to join us at our table? Make sure to check out our YouTube channel and join our Facebook community. If you've enjoyed this content and wish to support us, take a look at our Patreon page. All information and links will be in our podcast description. Catch you next time. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM. Women's voices amplified.